Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Grilling JR. And of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer, the voice of wrestling, Mr. Jim Ross, who's not with us today. Instead, we've got some brand new content you've probably never heard before. Now, I must admit, this one's on me. I kind of didn't think about the fact that JR wasn't coming home after his West Coast pay per view. Of course, we had a live rampage this past Friday night. A huge pay-per-view this past Sunday night for AEW that I can't wait to talk about with Jim next week here on the program. But Jim did not get to go home to Oklahoma or Florida. He's got live TV last night as you're listening to this. So there was, of course, a live dynamite and a taped rampage. So he's still there. So as a, a pivot, if you will, I thought, you know what? It's WrestleMania season. Why don't we take a look at some of our classic WrestleMania moments that you've never heard before? Let me explain. This is brand new content that's normally exclusive to adfreeshows.com. So what I wanted to do is sort of give you a peek behind the curtain and see what that's like to take a listen to some of the bonus content that we create each and every month and have since March of 2020. So at this point, there's three years worth of bonus content. Of course, you get all of our shows early and ad-free, more than a dozen podcasts starting at just $9 a month. And right now, we're actually offering a trial. So if you like what you see here today on Grilling JR and you want more JR and more of everybody else, whether it's Bruce or Tony or Eric or Jeff or Angle or Arn or Foley, it's all at adfreeshows.com, including some other names you don't normally hear from, like Nick Patrick and Mike Kyoto. Speaking of Mike Kyoto, 
We're going to take a look at our March 2022 bonus show. So this is from one year ago this month. We had Jim Ross hook up with Mike Kyoto, the third man in the ring. And the man who put the lyrics to that fabulous WrestleMania 18 match we're still talking about with Hulk Hogan and The Rock. They're going to share stories of the event and answer questions from different members of Ad Free Show, some of the top guys and the My Push members. But then we're still not done. We've got a brand new bonus show from December where we have JR and my old pal Cassio Kid take a look at the unbelievable catastrophe at WrestleMania 20, known as Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Of course, the third man in the ring was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he was the only one the fans were there to see. Woo! They were loud and proud. So you're going to get one of the best, maybe the best WrestleMania crowd responses to a match of all time, and maybe one of the worst. A little something for everybody here to get you primed up and ready for this year's WrestleMania. Can you tell I'm just making this up as I go? Listen, we uh, we greatly appreciate you guys subscribing here to uh, Grilling JR. Total scheduling snafu. That's on me. I thought, you know what? Let's don't give them a best of. Let's give them a peek behind the curtain. Let's give them some stuff they've never heard before. You can see all of this on over, over on our YouTube channel as well. Greatly appreciate all of your support and hope that you'll at least take a look. Take advantage of this free trial. If you're digging what you're seeing here and you think, man, I wish I could ask JR a question or I'd like to watch old wrestling with Jim Ross. You can do it at adfreeshows.com. And the first week is on us. Just check out the free trial. Without further ado, let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. A very special WrestleMania edition of Grilling JR. I want to welcome you all to this exclusive ad-free show event. And to say I'm fired up, my goodness, I have been looking forward to this all month long ever since this was announced it doesn't get much bigger or better than this because today march 17th is the 20 year anniversary for one of the most memorable wrestlemania matches of all time that's right it's the iconic Hulk Hogan and Rock match from Toronto, Ontario, Canada that occurred in Toronto. I'm telling you, it's huge. But this, in typical ad-free show fashion, we aren't doing it alone. No, 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 no. We're joined by not one, but two icons in their own right for this incredible watch-along experience. First, I want to welcome the third man in the ring that night for this mega event. With 35 years experience with the WWE, He's refereed many a big match in his day, but none may be bigger than this one. From the Monday mailbag, Mike Kyoto. Mike, how you doing this evening? Man, I'm doing great, Pauly B. How you guys doing? How's everything? Thank you for having me on. It's going to be an honor to talk uh, about this match with uh, my good old friend JR and you guys and everybody on that free shows, man. And uh, two decades later, here we are. Dude, we're fired up, and I'm so glad to see you, man. Love hanging out with you. Always a pleasure. Uh, yes, but we sir. got an, we have another guest as well, and I want to introduce to all of you a true legend, a Hall of Famer, and, man, he's fired up. We've been talking to him in the waiting room. He's ready to go. Yep. The voice of wrestling laying down the lyrics to the beautiful music that was made on this historic night between The Rock and Hogan. Good old JR. Mr. Jim Ross. JR, how are you this evening? I'm good, and I'm tired after uh... – Last night in uh, San Antonio, we had a very aggressive and a very busy show. Early flight. I got home. I couldn't find my fucking garage door opener. <laughs> I have been here since October, so a lot of stuff's probably missing. Uh, but it, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm uh, 
need to get, I'm trying to get my second win, but we'll be all right. All right. Well, man, it's so good to see you. And uh, like I said, looking forward to this one for a while. And as ad free shows continues to put together these one of a kind events for its members, we're going to watch this match in its entirety, as I said, and bring on several of our friends here to ask you both questions as we check this out together. So with that, it's showtime. I'm going to ask one of the low-key MVPs of ad-free shows, Mr. Josh Odom, to kick the show off. He's going to play the audio for us in certain spots as well and funnel some listener questions our way. So, Josh, let's do this the right way. Let's start with that intro package from WrestleMania 18. It feels great to be back in this ring in the WWF. I mean, the WWF made Hulk Hogan a legend. But you know something? Something happened. And then you people turned on me. The WWF fans drove me out of the WWF. I'm the reason all you people are here. I'm the one that put the WWF on the map. I'm the one that made wrestling as big as it is today. There's nobody in this business that's a bigger icon than I am. I'm the biggest star, past or present, in the wrestling world today, and there'll never, ever be a bigger star than Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan and The Rock in the same ring. Who would have thought they would have ever seen Hogan and The Rock? It was not the people that drove you out of the WWF. They loved you. They believed in you. And damn it, The Rock believed in you. You are a legend. You are without a shadow of a doubt an icon, quite possibly the best ever. And seeing as you are back in the WWF, you talked about headlining, main eventing, WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Well, Hulk Hogan, The Rock says, how do you feel about headlining one more WrestleMania with The Rock? Yes. It'll be a pleasure to kick your ass at WrestleMania. And by the way, Rock, good luck, because you're going to need it. Not as much as you, brother. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, brother. There is no way that he's not going to walk into WrestleMania, the biggest match ever. Whoop your candy ass. One, two, three. A match for the ages. The Rock and Hogan at WrestleMania. One-on-one. A match that the world thought would never, ever happen. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. He will 
WrestleMania, his first in nine years, and the challenge for Hulk Hogan is the future of the World Wrestling Federation, The Rock. Wrestling's past, wrestling's future. This is WrestleMania, baby. That's a great question. We're about to find out. Only one way to find out is we are live in Toronto at Skydome. Many of the crowd chanting for The Rock. Quite frankly, many in the crowd chanting for Hogan. A mixed reaction here at WrestleMania. I can tell you from talking to The Rock earlier today, he was a big Hulkamaniac as a young man. Oh, look at this. And look at the flashballs. This is a WrestleMania moment. On March 17, 2002, you can circle that date on your calendar. Because I can tell you it's going to be a day that, that I'm never going to forget. And quite frankly, a match I thought I would never, ever see. Guys, what a match. What a moment. Mike Kyoto, you're standing right there. What are you thinking at this point? At that part, at that point, I became a fan of wrestling. Um, going through all the years with Hulk Hogan and stuff, and when I first started in the business in the 80s and the mid-80s and stuff, and uh just uh became uh just marked out for a second there. I just, you know, it was just all the flashing lights and the crowd was hot. The uh Hulk Hogan's um entrance couldn't have been any stronger than that um just this shove off right here was just huge i mean just a typical old school shove off was just huge in the flex it was just it was phenomenal i i was became a mark and then a few minutes later i just became a referee again and focused on the match ah uh, jr you you're feeling the electricity sitting ringside what was it like to call something like this because coming in Hogan was the bad guy, but the crowd wasn't having that this night. Well, Lawler and I just, uh, without saying a word to each other, just with our eyes, uh, you know, we, we changed the storyline, uh, cause we, we did not believe, didn't perceive that, uh, Hogan would get such a massive baby face ovation and show of support, uh, that he did. And it made the match really, it made the match when the fans bought into Hogan and all that good stuff. So, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty special. And these guys prove that unlike to and many in today's game, less is more. Yeah. Less is more. And they're playing the crowd like a fiddle That's and, uh, and, and it's working. Well, guys, as we watch this together, this is all about our ad-free show members. We have some top guys that are going to ask some questions tonight, and I'm going to start bringing them in as we do this. This is an unbelievable opportunity for them. I'm going to start with Bryant Haremza. Bryant, uh, a frequent question asker on both Grilling JR, Monday Mailbag with Mike Kyoto. And uh, Bryant, uh, if you can unmute yourself, we'd love to get you in and have your question asked here tonight. Uh, thanks for getting my question in, uh, JR, Mike, uh, big fans, of both shows. Um, JR, you kind of mentioned already that you and the King, uh, kind of did a change, uh, for how you were going to call the match. Was there any direction from Vince or whoever else was in your headset to kind of change things up or were they kind of wanting you to stick to a certain flow? 
No, he just said, say it, God damn it. What do you do? Say it. No, he didn't say a word. I mean, God damn, we're, if you can't trust Lawler and, and Jr. to call a wrestling match, I mean, it ain't like we're splitting the atom here. Uh, you call what's on the screen. You call what you hear. You process everything audibly and visually. But no, Vince was cool on that night. He was good. He was very happy after the show was over that we delivered what we delivered. We, if you know, and this, this, uh, we took care of both guys and anytime I compared the two, I always talked about rock first because I knew rock was going to be there for a while. At least I thought he was. Right. And Hogan was, uh, passing through, uh, on an extended booking. So we, you know, he was going to work part-time. And so we just want to take care of both guys and make sure they both got their, got their props, got their hugs as the kids say. All right. Good stuff, Brian. Let's move on to the next question. Art G. Art, you're up. If uh, we can get you unmuted, you're on with JR and Mike Kyoto. Oh, hey, guys. Sorry. I didn't even realize. I actually don't have a question, but thanks for being here, guys. All right. Thank you. Yeah, Art. Well, hey, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. Hope you're enjoying this event as much as the rest of us are. Let's get to somebody that might have a question. That's Amy. Amy, you're on with Mike Yoda and Jim Ross. Hello. Hello, Amy. How you doing? I'm doing good. good. Um, just a couple quick questions. I wanted to know. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. She wanted to know, is anybody else hearing her? No, she faded out. Ah, the internet. Maybe we can get Amy back when her internet's a little bit better. I'll move on and we'll try to get her back. Brad Stanton, you're on standby, my friend. You ready to come off unmute and have something for Jim Ross and Mike Kyoto? Sure. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Great, good, Brad. Uh, so I got a... Uh... I got, a, I think, an uh, obvious question, but I, I'm going to ask it anyway because I wasn't watching at the time. And uh, you'll laugh. The group chat keeps saying no spoilers, which is hilarious right now. But um, <laughs> uh, when um, at, at the end, uh, I won't say who wins, but at the end, when uh, Scott and Kevin come out, uh, because of the reaction from Hogan that nobody expected, was that uh, turn uh, planned or was that something that happened on the fly? It's just organic. It just, uh, it, we, we waited until the crowd made their declaration and then we followed along appropriately as, or we thought, uh, with a commentary telling the story, these dudes are writing the music. 
they're playing their music. The crowd's buying it. They're singing along, so to speak. So it was up to Lawler and myself to provide the lyrics to their music. Their, their stuff came first. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I don't think it really could have gone any better. So thanks for being out here tonight, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Brad. Uh, let's move it along to Michael McClanahan. Money Mike, you're on with Mike Kyoto and Jim Ross. What do you got for us tonight, buddy? Good evening, gentlemen. And as always, thank you so much for your time. Tonight, my question's kind of directed at each of you in turn because we have both of you on. I wanted to ask, JR, was there ever a time when you were doing commentary that you noticed Mike Kyoto in the ring or any manner that you picked up from observing Mike over the years? And on the flip side of that, Mike, what are some things that you learned from Jim Ross's commentary over the years? And just kind of how did each other kind of influence your perspectives of wrestling? Well, Mike, Mike uh, represented a, a, a sports referee. He wasn't jumping around like, you know, an idiot. Uh, he was, he was, see how quick he got to the shoulders. The other thing about Mike, he's so fundamentally sound. Uh, you notice where his head was on that, on that count. His head was head to head with the man whose shoulders were down mm-hmm. and, and too many referees are so damn lazy that they, there's no way they can see both shoulders cause they're on, they're on a, a bad angle. Mike was always spot on. And, uh, because he was, uh, looking forward to having his next cigarette when the show was over, <laughs> uh, he was happy to, you know, move, move right along. But Mike, cause Mike was just so, uh, fundamentally sound and he didn't, uh, and so he let, he's letting Hogan get some heat there without starting his count. Right. That's correct. That's let him, correct. let him get him some. And, and, and then of course, old Hulk trying to get to that second rope was a little challenging, but nonetheless, Mike was, a, he was, we never had a better referee. And we got some really good ones. Thank you, Jr. I appreciate that very much, Jr. And you know, it was right back at, at Jim Jim Ross. Uh, by the way, you were the best paying talent relations uh, <laughs> ever, in my in my in my opinion. And uh, you're an icon in the business and the announcing department in a professional wrestling, Jr. And you've always been very good to me, and um, you've always protected me in that ring when I probably was screwing up. I know you probably covered up me probably a million times. But uh, that night, with Hogan being such in good shape and coming back to the WWE at that time, WWF, um, Hogan being in great shape, The Rock, he was basically passing the torch to The Rock, and which, uh, like JR had mentioned before, we didn't know he was going to take that torch to Hollywood uh, shortly after that. But, um, I mean, it was this match to me was going to be like a very – it was ex-heavyweight champions against ex-heavyweight champion. and it wasn't going to be a high flying match. It wasn't going to be a, a very wrestling technical match, technical wrestling match. It was just them two going out doing their thing. And they, they spot on did it. And that crowd was just humming all the way through the night. And, you know, I remember during a day, um, if you can recall JR, that they really should have put this match on last. Yeah. I remember Jericho going around saying, you know, I don't think we should follow this. You know, he was right. Yeah. And he was uh, right. That's just the, the title superseded the uh, order of events. Yes, sir. And uh, I think they were trying to protect the championship. That's just a tradition. But in this mm-hmm. case, you know, we should have broken tradition and, and closed with this. And it would have been a lot better because as hard as uh, – who was that last match? Jericho and Hunter? Yeah, it was a women's match, I believe, after this. And then, then Jericho and Hunter. They closed the show. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So, well, 
you know, they did the best they could. Yeah. Obviously they, they delivered the goods. Uh, I, f- I feel like we took all 68,000 people at this match, just took the breath out of them after this. Everything was just, they were just buzzing after it and didn't have the excitement after that. You know, it was just, uh, this was it. This was it for them. And the way that, you know, the uh, you know Canadian fans got behind Hogan was just phenomenal. They just true wrestling fans all the way around. Through. Yeah, they hadn't forgotten. Yeah. You know, he, Hogan, had, forgotten. Hogan had a lot of success. Yes. A lot of big houses in Toronto, especially. So, you know, it uh, worked out pretty good. This is the longest on camera I ever got. What's that? Like, Vince doesn't like the on, the announcer to be on camera very much. Yeah. So that was the longest on camera I've ever, I ever, ever got. Those guys fighting in front of the table. Yeah. Yep. That's true. I was so happy. Lawler was ecstatic. <laughs> First yeah, thing Lawler yeah. used to do when you go to get to Raw is you get the formats and see how many on cameras we had. Yeah, this was uh, one of my stressful parts, making sure I was there in the time and coming in for the bump for the rock and then making sure I gave the chair to Mark Gayton. I'd be there. If I wasn't there, it was going to look so stupid. I was so stressed about making sure I was there for timing on that bump. You were there, buddy. Yeah, it was. Uh, thank God. <laughs> JR, I got to ask, you mentioned it. I mean, keeping you talked about the crowd keeping their energy. How about you as a commentator keeping your energy for two more matches after what this this had to be uh, a lot of emotion and pull a lot of energy out of you and Lawler at this point. Yeah, it did, and it wasn't easy. But you just got to get through it, you know, and and maintain the you know you want to be true to the audience. You know, we all of us can say and honestly that the fans made what whatever we are. Yeah. Within the wrestling business, it's we owe it to the wrestling fans. Uh, look, I, I, I so you you just got to keep rolling, and you, you know I bought in. I bought in the crowd helped me get through this, uh, uh, their, their emotion, their noise. Like I said, you process, uh, your visuals like this Hogan suffering, trying to not submit to the sharpshooter in Canada. Uh, so, but you just, you, you listen and you feel and you, and you just got to keep going. You know, it's not, it wasn't hard. I was it wasn't drudgery, uh, you know, Paulie, it wasn't drudgery. It just, it was, it was tough. No, no referee. Hogan's tapping like a drunk man, but, uh, <laughs> referee Kyoto is still selling his car crash yeah, not, yeah, the night out before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, real quick. Let's get back to, uh, Amy. I think she's, she, she's working again. Amy is there. Are you, you good to go now? We will see. I didn't know what happened last time, so we'll see what happens this time. All good. It just froze on you, but you're good now. All right. Well, gentlemen, I wanted to ask you all um, where this match ranks for you all. So, Mike, uh, for you refing at WrestleMania, where does this match rank for you? And, Mr. Ross, where does this match rank for you in uh, calling a match at WrestleMania? And I hope your health is well, Mr. Ross. It's good. I'm full of P and V, honey. Well, right. Be, care- be careful around OJR these days. <laughs> uh, I this is one of the, this is obviously a WrestleMania highlight for me because again the crowd delivered. The crowd became the star of this presentation. Pardon me, <coughs> this presentation. Pardon me. Uh, but that's what I remember. This the overwhelming support, and uh, you know I thought. Hey, did, uh, Mike, did uh, Patterson lay this out? 
Yeah, Pat Patterson laid a lot of this out. Yes, he sure yeah. did. You know, he was Rock's guy. Yes. And plus, uh, when you're working a territory for 15 years, like Pat did in San Francisco, and you're in some of the same markets every single week, you got to learn to tell stories and continue right. stories and add another chapter. Right. So, so uh, uh, Pat was always Rock's guy, and, and that that bode very well for for a uh, Rock because he learned a great deal from Patterson. Yeah, definitely. Sure did. Pat Patterson, Michael Hayes had a lot of input here and there and, you know, in and out. Yeah. But uh, so I think I this, Hogan, match, this match Hogan. would rank in my top five of WrestleMania moments. I, I, I have a hard time uh, overshadowing what Brett and Stone Cold did at WrestleMania 13 with Ken Shamrock. Right. Uh, that was pretty uh, awesome. The double turns are very rare and they're very hard to pull off. And so I'll, I'll, I'll always kind of put that match may be my favorite. I did like uh, calling uh, when I got to come back and do a little work uh, with Taker and Sean. I think that was at WrestleMania 25. I thought that was a hell of a performance by both guys I like and respect and known forever. Let's uh, let's go to the audio here, Josh, real quick. The fi he's fired up coming back. The crowd's going crazy. That's where they pop the huge on that kick out. Oh my These far away shots are fantastic. Yeah. See how slow delivered these guys are working. And for some fans that haven't seen this match, that are joining us tonight, uh, it's a different pace than what you're seeing now with, you know, Tope suicidas every turn of the road and things of that nature. They're, they're telling a deliberate story that the audience has the opportunity and the time to process. It's really important to take the time to let the audience process the story you're telling. Right. So Hogan right. got his leg drop in for a false finish, which normally is a finish. Yeah. Rock got his uh, rock bottom there, but he couldn't cover. Right. There you go. Thank you, Josh. We can go back to you, that, Mike, because uh, Amy got yeah, asked that, you your that your, rock bottom right there took the wind out of Hulkster. I remember because that was like I think I believe that was the second one of the of the night because he's going to give him about the third one. It's going to finish, but that first that second one right there, and I went down, leaned over to him. I remember his ribs were hurting because uh, he kind of groaned and he was like ah, you know, a little bit, but he was fighting through it because I know he had some injury previously going into this match. So, um, yeah, I think that first rock, that second rock bottom got him there a little bit. Mike, uh, to finish Amy's question, what would this be your top WrestleMania? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, time? it's, you know, I, I really don't want to say it was one of my best matches. It, I mean, it's top three, you know, top five or something, definitely in WrestleManias with all the WrestleManias. I can't take away from anything with the stone cold Shawn Shawn Michaels match in, in, um, Boston garden, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar with Seth Rollins cashing in the money at the bank. And there's so many WrestleMania thousands of matches I've done with technical and or high flying matches and more, more technical matches with Bret Hart back in the day and so forth. And um, so many wrestlers I've gotten to work with uh, throughout my career. Um, but it is in its top three. That's for sure. Just the way the crowd reacted. It was just one of the most phenomenal. I mean, for a big dome like that to be that loud at 68,000 people was amazing. There it it was something that you hardly ever heard before. I mean, and I've been in some in front of some big crowds, 
But uh, the reactions and, you know, the expectation of this match was huge because both of them had to come. They really had to come and bring their A game. And they, they brought it all the way. I mean, the next morning was phenomenal. I was I was on the newspaper, every every newspaper, Sun, Sun, Toronto Sun, this one, that one, that one. We were on the front page of National Enquirer. It was like it was like big news, <laughs> huge news. All the classy stuff. I was stealing stuff. every newspaper I could. <laughs> I'll tell you that. All that classy stuff. And National Enquirer got that big spread yeah. right next to the sex ads. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mike has one of those on his wall. Not the sex ads, but the uh, Inquirer. Yeah, Inquirer and the Sun. Yeah, the Sun used to have the tits hanging out too. All the <laughs> yeah. the teats, the teats. Hey, yeah. uh, Phil S. Let's have Phil S. Uh, get unmuted. Let's have him ask his question for the guys. Hey guys, how's everyone today? Good, like I said. good, good. Uh, it's a great day because actually I was there. Oh, cool. and oh. Uh, and I saw the program. Uh, 20 years ago, and there's a young picture of Mike Kyoto and young picture of JR. And, uh, and that was a great weekend because, you know, with access and meeting Booker T and some other wrestlers that, you know, Rhino, uh, Val Venus. So it was, it, was, it was just a great night. And the next day was great. But uh, I can confirm the Toronto Sun did have teats out. So uh, with the Sunshine Girls, because that was, you know, being in the hometown of Toronto there. So that was about 45 minutes away. And, wow. And uh, back then, the Sky Dome, uh, the Blue Jays weren't very good that day. So there's about 10,000 people. Now, I mean, 68,000 people, it was just electric. But uh, what was, uh, I, guess, I guess the question for both of you is kind of what was the expectation for, for both of you guys kind of going into this match? I mean, uh, I mean, uh, there was rumors, you know, it was supposed to be Austin Hogan. Okay, we didn't know. We didn't know what the, ex- I didn't know what the expectations were. Okay. Because you, you, you didn't know how healthy Hogan was. You didn't know if they're going to have the chemistry that they both needed. Right. They both had to be very uh, uh, unselfish, and there's certain levels and degrees of that. But Hogan uh, did his—he uh, turned himself back, babyface. Yeah. But to everybody at, at the post-match stuff, he's getting the sympathy vote, and uh, played it off like a, a traditional babyface would. So yeah. there's uh, the other. Now the the NWO guys are disappointed that they're that the hulkster uh didn't uh didn't win this thing yeah i forgot about this little skirmish yes yeah, they, they come they come out and they get him here a little bit yeah i mean that that's an exactly truth jr what you're saying there because um we didn't we didn't know what to expect you know there was uh we were gonna wait till it hit and then when you know hogan's entrance hit and i was sitting in that in that ring it was just like whoa I couldn't believe it. It was just like, they were like, they ain't forget Hulk Hogan all these years, you know, and he looked phenomenal. And what he's done with, you know, WCW coming from WWF to WCW and what he did there with the NWO was just unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, uh, it was a nice little comeback here for rock. Right. I, I appreciate the uh, feed by, uh, Kevin and, uh, Scott. It's good to see Scott in the ring. God bless him. Yeah. And, Absolutely. uh, bless God. so it's, it's cool to see him there. He was, uh, he was as good as anybody gets. He, the problem with Scott was that people sometimes got distracted by his out of ring, uh, situations and they forgot how good he was as a wrestler. And it's like, you know, everybody, like everybody today just wants the dirt. Uh, did Vince McMahon scream at you at the, in the restroom on uh, October the 3rd, 1994, <laughs> yeah. did, because you didn't wash your hands before returning to work. <laughs> 
So uh, it, it, it was just uh, they played. The, they're still playing the audience. Yeah, they set the table. They're playing the audience, and and it's keeping it very simple. Simple story. Everybody can process what they are seeing in the ring. That Rock came back to save Hogan, who was being, uh, you know, uh, mauled by his own boys, his own teammates in the NWO. So it was just a simple story to, to tell. And uh, but Mike, you know, I didn't know how good this match was going to be. Was it a great match? I don't know if it was a great match. Right, right. But was it a great attraction? Absolutely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And they should have closed the show at WrestleMania 18. There's like, we can all agree on that. Yeah, that's correct. Jerry. I mean, absolutely. They, they hit this match right on. I mean, it was just, and it was a lot, like I said earlier, it was so much expectation and, and that's, that's, I'll tell you doing this match. I was just, uh, I was so, I was just honored to be part of this match. And I really never knew all these years later, thinking back, like, wow, I just did one of the most memorable matches in history, in professional wrestling. Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, only if you knew then what you know now, but, um, but I was just scared. I was just like scared of messing up any spots and I came through and they came through even bigger and it was just, it was huge. And like you said, we didn't expect any, we didn't know what to expect. And, uh, there was rumor all day, you know, what are you going to do? What are the fans going to do? Let's see when we get out there. And, uh, two professionals like them, like them both, you know, is, is just, um, they, they knocked it out of the ballpark. That's for sure. I, I just saw someone in the comments say, this doesn't even feel like 20 years ago. Does it feel like 20 years ago to you guys? Man, not really. Um, not, not really. I mean, you know, not really. Yeah. I, I look back and I go, God, I'm so young, but I was 35 years old then though. I wasn't that young. You know, My hat was 35 years old. <laughs> Oh, and by stuff. the way, Jerry, thank you for the payday back then too. Oh, you didn't get screwed too bad. No, not by you, sir. You always <laughs> took very good care of me. I really, I took care it. of the referees. They did a hell of a job. They were instrumental in the success of all these matches. People forget always that appreciate stuff. the referees. Yes, sir. You have his really favorite paydays when you paid him after the chair shot. He took at WrestleMania 15. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, yep. With uh, rock and Austin. Yep. Thank you very much for that bonus too. I appreciate that. Did you that get electric wonderful. cheese on your walker that night? Yeah, <laughs> yes, sure did, boy. Yeah. I, heard, I heard ringing in my head for like three days. It was like a telephone ringing. You probably had a concussion, and nobody wanted to talk about it. Right, and you didn't even no, know don't you say had anything a concussion. About it. I killed him. I get a lawyer. No, no, okay, don't say anything about it. <laughs> it's just a concussion. Yeah, was, yeah, back then it was like, oh, I just got my bell rung. That's, That's it. it. That's it. See, this uh, is the this is the glamour shot you're looking for. All ad lib. Now you do this, then I'll do that. Yeah, and I'll write all my spots down on, on a notebook. Right. You know, right. like today guys write stuff down and you, sometimes you see guys that are, that'll work on a match. It's five minutes long on T for TV and they collaborate for hours, hours. It's like Ooh. you take the, you're taking the phone out of your own job, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's true. JR, because, uh, there's a lot of times when I go up in the beginning of the day and I'll ask the guys, Hey, I'll get with you, put it all together. I really sometimes didn't like to sit there the whole time and listen what they might do and what they will do. Oh, we're not going to do this. We might do this. I didn't really want to hear all that because I didn't want to put that all in my head. So I, I'd let, let guys and the boys really put their matches together pretty much, keep checking back with them, keep checking. And when they got it pretty much finalized, I sit and listen to everything from each opponent, from the baby face, from the heel, 
and get their perspectives on how the referee, they want to work with the referee, how the baby face want me to work or how the heel want me to work. And then you know, I just uh, was scared to get too many, oh, we're going to do this and then we're not going to do this and then get that in my head. So I used to like really just get it when they all put it together. My wife started me on Athletic Greens right at the start of the pandemic. She wanted to optimize our immune system. And you might be asking yourself, hey, what is this stuff? We see that scooper right there. Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're going to be absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging, all of your things. And it's also lifestyle-friendly. Whether you're trying to eat keto or paleo or vegan or dairy or gluten-free, has less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it still tastes good. It's going to support better sleep quality and recovery, better mental clarity and alertness. And we look at it as almost like an investment in your all-in-one nutritional insurance. Don't just take Jim's word for it. Don't just take Conrad's word for it. Go check it out, man. 7,000 five-star reviews. Unheard of. It's crazy to think. I couldn't tell you the last time I left a review. It has to be over-the-top crazy awesome for me to go out of my way, figure out where to leave it, type it up, create an account, click send. It has wowed over 7,000 people. Not one star, not two star, not three star, not four star. Dave Meltzer's favorite five-star affair. And right now it's time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash JR. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash JR to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash JR. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Help you. And I, I tell you, the, the it, it's so simple. I mean, it's, it's idiot proof. It is. It's idiot proof. So, and it helps you get healthier. And, and I just think it's just a no brainer. This is a great product, folks. You're going to get a year supply for free. That's right. That's a hell of a deal. I don't care what you're buying. No doubt. So, uh, Give it, a, give it a shot. A lot of guys are using it. I know a lot of the wrestlers use it because it's a, it's a quick startup. It's a quick way to get your motor started in the morning with that one scoop. One scoop does everything. Ah, good stuff. All right. Let, next up, we have James Elkari. I believe the match is over, so we're going to go uh, full screen here. James Elkari, what do you got for uh, Jim Ross and Mike Kyoto? Uh, well, Polly, uh, Odom, thanks for getting me on. Uh, Kyoto, good to see you again, man. Been good a to see you bit. too, James. <laughs> uh, Mr. Ross, I kind of have a, uh, just a real quick question about, uh, you said that most of the, the finish or the post-match was kind of ad-lib considering the reaction to Hogan, but the fact that they took that much amount of time post-match, I mean, I know you're not going to give the rock or Hogan any flack, but were some people kind of like, Hey, y'all are milking this a little bit. And were they trying to call them back uh, to the locker room to get the show going? No, you don't screw up art. It was extemporaneous and nobody gave a shit. If you're losing some of your time, 
because you can't follow it anyway. Right. We might have been doing some of the talents that followed in the succeeding matches a favor by eliminating some of the time that they would have had because they're still not going to follow it. If they got 10 minutes of their match or 20 or five, you're not going to follow it. So no, that was a moment that you allow to grow and to, uh, you know, the audience to sample. It was just, uh, it was amazing. And I think that was, uh, no, nobody said anything. You can't screw up a moment like that by saying, we're going to get in a hurry. You know, Hunter and Jericho need more time, right? They don't need more. They, Hey, look, they're good workers. Maybe great workers probably are both those two guys. They got to take that hand that's dealt them. And, uh, you know, they knew that they were going on in a tough spot. So, uh, you know, the, the fact that, you know, you're protecting the title is kind of what it was a tradition. So that was, uh, what went on last and that was a reason for it. But, uh, no, nobody said a word, man, you, you gotta let these moments grow and just let them happen. And, and because how many exits in pro wrestling in any of our lifetimes, can any of us remember an exit taking that long and being that significant, right? It's hard to, I don't, I can't think of any, and I've been doing this a long time. Mm. So you let the moment grow, let it happen. And that's what we did. Yeah. When they, when they went, I think we had 25 to 30, 30 minutes with the entrances and everything. We knew it was going to go about 40 to 45 minutes with everything with the aftermath and the entrances to the, to the match and to the aftermath. You know, and, and when my best thing, one of my best, it's just a little pet peeve, but look how Hogan was still selling the ribs coming up the ramp. Yeah. It's still, like, just registering it. He's a baby just, face. He's looking I for know, sympathy. But, you empathy. know, most guys don't even register what they've been hit with five, you know, two minutes ago. And um, it got me, like, you know, it just gets, like, to see the old school with the shove off, the push off, the the flex and everything else. It was just, uh, it was just, it's unforgettable. It's just, that's how. I wonder. I wonder how many young guys will watch this someday, some wrestlers of today's generation right. and actually learn from or say, God damn, that was slow. Yeah. They didn't leave their feet. I didn't yeah. see one hurricane Rana. Right. How the hell can no we have a match with a Tobey Suicida or a hurricane <laughs> Rana? By the way, you got to have a hurricane Rana or a Tobey Suicida because it's yeah. important to get the Japanese and the Spanish culture within the television shows. Right. Cause right. you some bitches don't know any holes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Isolate a body part. Act like you know about wrestling and not about just acrobatics. There was no acrobatics in that match. And it became one of the most well-known as we're talking about today, one of the most well-known and memorable uh, matches of all time. It's not Cirque du Soleil. It's pro wrestling. So there you go. I like it, Jim. Well, Vince uh, used to call it. He used to want to call it entertainment for a while, right, Jr. Just entertainment, right? Oh yeah. He kind of got away from the professional wrestling a little bit. Oh, he didn't like that. He thought that was a, 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 a negative. Yeah, negative, right? Right. Yeah. It just yeah. made him rich. That's all I know. That, uh, yeah, what the sure hell? Did. Don't let the facts <laughs> and the dollars get in the way of a good story. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, Anthony Pyers, you're on next with the guys. Gentlemen, it's gentlemen. It's a pleasure to talk to both of you. Uh, Jim, thank you because I quit smoking about an hour ago. But seeing you, <laughs> to each his own, young man. To each his own. I don't need no goddamn lecture either. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. What's your question, Anthony? <laughs> two quick things. Two quick things. Number one, go Pats. Number two, 
that's you know, important we, to get that in right now because go pats is a very topical thing to talk about right now uh here absolutely. in the goddamn month of fucking march absolutely it's always patriot season my question guys is this you know you've been asked a million times about this particular match i want to know what match other than this gave you guys that emotional high especially you mike because you being in the ring what match took you by surprise and took you on that emotional roller coaster that very few matches take you on thank you um the roller coaster ride I, i'd have to say this match took me for a roller coaster ride at the beginning but other matches like stone cold like i mentioned stone cold and uh the rock in the beginning i did the first uh five to ten minutes of that match before i took a chair shot in philadelphia it was just it was the first time they touched i, I believe in like a year or something and that's the way they, they did it back in the day and, um, when they didn't touch for, that's why I love when they didn't touch for the longest time. And then they finally touched after a year of going back and forth at it. Um, and I'd have to stay, I can't take away from stone cold and Shawn Michaels from in Boston garden, that match, right. Yeah. there was just with Mike Tyson, the enforcer. So, uh, working with those three icons as well too. And, uh, in Boston garden was phenomenal. It was, you know, an unbelievable, uh, match in my career. I got real excited to, uh, to watch uh, calling the TLC matches. Yeah. Uh, because the Dudleys, uh, the Hardys, well, they had made a hell of an in ring debut uh, Wednesday night uh, on AEW. Sure glad we got those guys together. Our tag team division is strong. Uh, but the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardys uh, made history. They, they, they created a match that became a, that created a pay per view. And they are in a uncharted waters. And I had never called a TLC match uh, that I can recall. I may have somewhere down the road, but I don't recall, uh, and especially a three, three away, uh, TLC match that those guys just, uh, astonished me with the things that they did, the chances they took the innovation, the creativity, uh, was, I still, uh, when I, when I see any of them, that's always a part of our little little visit so uh is the, the tlc stuff they made history they created history and now uh, we can all enjoy that by going back and watching some of those matches go back and watch the intricacies and the split second decisions that had to be made in those tlc matches and you'll take a a, a real newfound uh look or feel for uh, uh for that match and those guys work they're all Hall of Fame stars, no doubt. All right. Next up is Mike Gallagher. Mike, you're on with Jim Ross and Mike Yoda. What do you have for the guys tonight? Hey, guys. Uh, good evening. I just had a quick question. Uh, what I, I mean, obviously, match is great, but what I really loved about it is how not only did Hogan play a great uh, he, uh, face, Rock played an amazing heel in the match. Who was a guy that you felt other than the rock, cause I think he did it great was so not necessarily like turn on a, on a regular basis, like the big show, but who was one of the best guys to really pick? All right. I'm going to be a heel or a baby face in this match and just make it work. If that makes sense. That's a tough question. You know, uh, if you're a great worker, you can do it. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys that could pull it off. It's not that difficult. It's the subtleties. You're not really doing it. I remember, uh, talking to uh, Steve about turning babyface, 
and he hated it. He cursed me out. Uh, we had strong dialogue, which we, we've we had on many occasions. That's why I think we both have such great respect and love for each other is that we've always been, you know, really honest with each other. Uh, but man, uh, I said, you got to change how you wrestle. You're not going to add any new holes. You're not going to change your game plan. Just be you. And, uh, it, it's a matter of how you sell. There's a way to sell as a baby face. There's a way to sell as a heel. And, uh, he, he came around and plus after I showed him some, uh, Hogan's old, uh, royalty checks, uh, how much he was earning for being a baby face, selling a load of t-shirts, foam fingers and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he was easier to convince because it, when people say it's not about the money, I promise you it's all about the money. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't take away from, not at all, one bit from an icon like Stone Cold Steve Austin. When that glass, he used to crack and his music used to, you know, and that break, that break that glass and then them crowds used to just stand up and just. And it helped all those get ready to go. It, it fired us up. Yeah. It was like that sure last uh, bit of, uh, you know, inspiration that you needed because the, the audience gave you everything that they uh, had when they heard that, that glass break. Yes. And he could do the smallest thing and get a big pop for it. And that's exactly what uh, rock and Hogan did. They did small territory like, uh, matches, a match yeah. in that, uh, at WrestleMania 18, yes. all those spots I'd seen dozens of times. But because the audience was what they were, what they were and what they were doing, what they were contributing. And these two massive stars were executing it. Uh, it was just, that's what made it so memorable. It wasn't the uniqueness, uh, or boy, that was, I never seen Hogan do that move before. They didn't have to do anything new. Why do new if you don't need it? And, and, uh, it's just, it's a waste of waste of motion. Keep it basic and, uh, execute. And that's what those guys did in, in spades. Yeah, they executed all the way, 100%. Hey, guys, real quick, if you're not a top guy, just, again, this is the opportunity. Sign up to be a top guy. That's when you're able to ask questions like events just like this. We have other top guy-only events that you can be a part of as well. I think you would agree with me tonight. This has been phenomenal. We have a few more questions that are lined up. But, again, think about it. Do it. Top guy. That's where it's at. A lot of top guys tonight. If you're, if you're on the fence and you're not a top guy, talk to them and uh, they'll tell you, this is the place to be for a lot of awesome events like this one. So we have uh, three more up. That's what I'm getting from my man, Josh Odom. We're going to go to Eddie Prather next. Eddie, what do you have for the guys? Hey, Mike. Hey, JR. Mike, it was great to have met you at top guy weekend. Got it, Eddie. You did a hell of a job selling in that match. Thank J you. Um, JR, the question is specifically for you. If the crowd had not turned Hogan that night like they did, yeah. what, were there plans for Hogan to be turned eventually down the road? Or what were the plans? Well, he had been, a, he came in as a, as a heel. Uh, with the NWO thing and the fact that it took three of them to beat up rock and all, we did everything we could do to make Hogan a hotter heel, mm. uh, because the hotter Hogan was coming in when he was going to do the honors and rock was going to go over. It gave rock a more substantial and significant win. That's the nature of this business. It's really simple. If you're going to go over, you want to beat somebody. So in order for that to occur, you've got to sell for them. 
you got to be unselfish. Uh, and you got to make it look like you're losing and somehow, some way as the baby face, you overcome the, the challenges. So, but again, we didn't prepare for, for now, if he does this, he does that. That's how you do a ball game. How would you do a football game? And all of a sudden you, if you think your team is going to the Patriots for God's sakes are going to uh, run the ball. And all of a sudden they're throwing 50 passes a game. You call what you see. You tell that story again, the, 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 the talents or the ball players or the game plan, they dictate what we do. And so that's, it's, it's, that's how it works. And uh, that's no, there's no mystery or no secrets. You call what you see, you try to embellish and make better what you're seeing and hearing. All right, Eddie, thank you so much for the question. Let's move over to Mark Nelson. Mark, what do you have for the guys this evening? Hey guys, I thank you for taking the time to do this. Really appreciate it. It's always a blast. Um, I guess my first question is, or my question is, which modern talent do you think would have the capability to tell a story like this today? Several. I'm not going to go down WWE's roster because that's not my gig. I don't see them enough to, to give you an intelligent answer. They got a lot of good talent, uh, really good talents there. But on our side, on AEW side, I can promise you that uh, Brian Danielson yeah. and uh, Adam Cole and Adam Page and any other Adam you want to announce or make name uh, could do that. We're blessed with a lot of really great talents that have older mentality. They have a throwback. Uh, they want to preserve some of the traits that made pro wrestling great and made what, what made us love it. Uh, so yeah, there's a few guys out there that could do that, but most guys are just, uh, a lot of guys are going from spot to spots. And they're not working holes and body parts. You can't feel the hurt, the pain, the suffering, the agony, the blues, blah, blah, blah. Cause you're saying, oh shit. Oh, oh, wow. Ooh. And so it's just, uh, but there's a lot of guys could still do it. Getting the opportunity to do, you know, we had, uh, who was it? Uh, uh, did Adam page and, and Kenny Omega go an hour? Seems like they did. We had Omega and Brian Danielson. No. They did the hour when. Brian Danielson first joined. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they, I couldn't remember, but uh, they pulled it off. It was a good hour. And I've seen hours that fall flat on their face, and I've seen some that deliver the goods, like the one we're talking about here tonight. But there's a lot of guys that can still do that. It's given the opportunity. <laughs> if, if their boss calls those plays, we got guys that can run them. And I'm trying not to make this an infomercial for AEW, but bottom line is, <laughs> It's not a lost art. It's, it is becoming a more rare art, but it's not completely disappeared. Yeah. And I mean, into that, Jerry, you're right. I mean, at Revolution, I've seen Adam Page and Adam Cole as a fan perspective uh, have one hell of a match that night. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. And um, a great story. Was, yeah. Great story. Yeah. And, um, you know, before I left the WWE, I got to do one of uh, Adam Cole's matches at NXT with uh, Keith Lee. And then, you know, with the big guy, small guy, they, the way they tore that house down and had to put that match together was phenomenal. I was like, I was, I was like, guys, you're fucking doing a great thing up here at XT, you know, like, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, a lot of belief in that Adam Cole and that Keith Lee and the match that they had, we went like 25 minutes at this place in Houston. 
Um, and you know, like CM Punk, uh, Brian Danielson, and another. All that. Yeah, they could do it an hour easy. Yeah, and tell I mean, a great story. Tell a great like I said, we got a lot of old spirits, right. old pro wrestling spirits in our locker room that uh, probably all would relish the opportunity if provided to do an hour Broadway on television. Right. And I think uh, with the WWE part, I think uh, people would want to see probably at some point, probably Brock Lesnar and, and the Rock go at it. The Rock is in phenomenal shape. Brock Lesnar is always a beast and in badass yeah. shape. And uh, I think with all the experience and all the years they've been around, I think that's going to be a draw in the cellar one night. Well, Brock and anybody, especially the, the great one. That's great. I don't right. know. I'm leery that that match would ever happen. It might. Yeah. Uh, I'd be very surprised and pleasantly. So I'd watch it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I don't know that this is, it just doesn't seem likely to me. Right. With Brock Lesnar and the rock then. Huh? All right. It's 56 after the hour guys. We have time for one more question. Then we'll let you both go again. We appreciate your time so much for doing this tonight. This has been an epic event. I think you'd see all the comments in the chat. Everybody's so grateful that you're here. Joe M, you're the last one that I got from Josh Odom that has a question. We're going to go to you and then wrap it up. Joe, what do you got for him? Good job, Joe. Right on top of it. <laughs> Can't hear him. Unmute. Joe, Joe, your microphone appears to not be. Oh. Joe, Joe you all right? You want us to call the cops? <laughs> Getting kidnapped there or what? Joe, are you are you okay? Are you okay, Joey? No, Joe? All right. Josh, do we have one more person that we could get in before we close it down? I, I believe that was hold on just a second. Uh you can go to Jason's iPhone. Let me Jason's iPhone, what do you got? Uh hi there, guys. How you doing, um, Jason? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I was actually in attendance for that WrestleMania. I sat in the sixth row. And wow. Yeah, wow. it was awesome. It was honestly mom and, what mom I, and dad came through, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Mom and dad, actually, I was very lucky. Uh, <laughs> yes, mom and dad did come through and yeah, uh, had a friend that worked at the stadium there. And then, oh, but, um, you get a yeah, I'm, 40, I'm 42, so, I mean, uh, it's crazy. I, I was younger then, but uh, I, I really enjoyed that match. I think it was one of my favorite matches ever that I've ever really – ever watched and never been at live um my question is for uh is for you uh, uh jr where do you think hogan had the bigger ovation i know there was more um people uh, at the sky dome but i went to montreal and the very next night for monday night raw and when hogan came out there as well like he had a he blew the roof off the place and right just want to know like where, where do you think he had the most earth shattering uh ovation out of those two? well that minute you missed that montreal was uh pretty impressive of course uh, the in the, uh, the, the arena held, held in the noise better than the yes. cavernous stadium. That's so cool. that was very impressive. And what got him that big pop was what he did the night before in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fans followed right along. And, uh, so he, it was, I, I, I equated it to be in, at an Eagles concert, you know, they're not going to sing it. You know, I don't, I don't want to hear the Eagles sing new music. I really don't. And I love them. They're my favorite band, Hotel but I'm not going to get in the front of the line and say, well, I'm only here because of the new music. You know, I want to hear uh, hotel California and, right. and all those things that I could sing, you know, I was singing different States of mine. 
so I, I, that's how I looked at it. It was people having a, a, a kind of a reunion, an emotional reunion that harkened back to their more favorite days of pro wrestling. And you couldn't book a, a two guys that had more sizzle, more star power, uh, mm. quite honestly, in a brand new match. That was another thing that was kind of cool. The match was the first. So, uh, and we'd done the angles and set the, set the table, but all the dastardly things that Hogan and company did to rock still didn't make Hogan a heel. There, he was saying hotel California and they wanted to hear it. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you know, 68,000 plus fans in Toronto sky dome and a big dome like that. It was so loud. And I was so impressed for such a big dome because the, the noise carries and, Sometimes it just takes away a lot of these open stadiums and big stadiums, but that dome for 68,000 people, I mean, it was better. That was the better pop than I've heard at any beginning of a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, you got to remember these flashlights in the beginning of a kickoff in the Super Bowl. And, you know, you, you don't even get half the roar that you got for that Rock and Hogan match in Toronto Sky Dome. And, and of course, like JR said, in the 20,000, 18,000 seat arena in Montreal the next uh, Monday night, which is always a used Monday night raw, right. um, that, you know, the, the sound kept in. And that's why it was such a huge pop. And but That's a good question, know. though. I'm glad you brought it up because I'd forgotten, not forgotten, but mm -hmm. I had I had not focused on the next night in Montreal when preparing for this little piece of business. So mm. it was a, it was a, you know, he, he, he resurrected himself. He rose from the ashes. Yeah. As Hogan, the baby face. That's true. It's his body just wouldn't hold up. You know, he's, he's had like eight or 10 back surgeries and all those things. Right. It's, it's a, it's a credit to Hogan that he was there trying to do what he could do. And somebody's going to say, well, he didn't do much. Man, he did a lot. He phenomenal. Yeah, he, he did a lot. Phenomenal. He told, he got over mm -hmm. and the crowd bought it and they got their money's worth. And I think that's what it's all about. Audience getting their money's worth and love it every minute of it. That's the truth. All right. Well, listen, I that I, was uh, one of the highest paid, um, WrestleManias at that point. Wasn't it Jared besides, uh, Hogan and, uh, Andre, you know, Mike, I don't know. I think it might've been, I heard it was like, it was some like the second or third from, uh, Hogan yeah. Andre the most. It did real good. I, the thing I remember, you remember different things. Uh, I took my late wife to that event in WrestleMania cause she could wear her new clothes. God mm -hmm. bless her. All that Louis Vuitton stuff I had a had, had a good payday, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't pay myself. I was up to Vince, uh, but the night before WrestleMania 18, uh, Chan and I went to dinner with Chris Benoit and Nancy. And uh, it, when I think back of things like that, and, and the other thing, across the restaurant, set Scott Hall. I don't know what happened over the years. With Scott Hall and Chris Benoit, have no idea. I didn't investigate. I should call Meltzer, get the dirt. Yeah. Yeah, we need the dirt. We gotta have it. Got to have it. <laughs> and uh but uh that was a tense little moment. And thanks to uh my kind wife and Nancy uh talking to everybody off the ledge, you know, the last thing the head of talent needs to have is a, is a goddamn fight in a restaurant before right. not before WrestleMania. Uh, and, uh, but I don't, they never came to blows. They never, they didn't really say much, but you could tell there was, they should not both have been in the same place at the same time. 
But those things like that, you remember, I don't remember what I ate, but I remember being with my late wife and, and, and think of all those, they're not even here. None of those people are here anymore. Right. I don't understand why I'm here. Quite frankly, I should have been gone long before my wife. I wish I'd preferred it that way, but man, oh man, that was just a things like those things pop up all the time. When you're thinking about these, these deals, I know we did a lot of media in Tor Toronto. I think Carl DeMarco did a hell of a job promoting that market. Yeah. Uh, you know, he lived there. He was a right. kind of a gadfly. He knew everybody. He was the world's biggest PR guy, I guess. And he did a hell of a job. And, uh, so there was a lot of, there's a lot of great memories, a lot of great. Yeah, we, used have, we, we used to have a nice office over there in Toronto, right? Yeah. Uh, Ontario. Yeah, sure sure did. Marco used to run that office pretty he much. He did. Right. He, he did. Yeah. Well, guys, you have uh, given us more than we ever expected this evening, and I want to thank both of you for doing this. And we can see over your shoulder, Kyoto, the entire night, that jersey that you wore at that event. And The Rock and Hogan have both signed that to you. Ooh, you Mikey. the event. That's right. Yeah, His memorabilia. Mikey's got swag. Yeah, I got a lot of swag, JR, a lot of swag. Man. I've only got John Wayne's last hairpiece. Who gives a shit about that? <laughs> I'd rather have your, I'd rather have Hogan and uh, Rock signing something from that night, quite honestly. Yeah, you know, Jr. It, it, for many years, I never got autographs in the boys because you never, the old school boys, like yeah. George the Animal Steel and old school, like you never wanted to go up and ask him for autographs. But then at certain points, I started saying, brother, do you mind signing this for me, please? You know, and they'd be like, sure, Coyote, no problem. And I'd be like, Thank God. You know, like. That's cool. And got some good stuff signed. Yeah. And, it's a good member of being enjoy we should all enjoy every day of our lives yes and make every day you can make every, every in your own way in your own world you can make every day special right you really can it's up to you jr adam from bama suggested maybe you can have uh rock and hogan sign the uh the hairpiece one day so you never know <laughs> that won't happen no okay that's that's why he's in alabama and the rest of the world is not <laughs> I love Jim. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, Conrad. Roll Tide. <laughs> roll Tide. Uh, three shows, Roll Tide. <laughs> what a way to close it down. My God, you're a gem. You're gold. Yeah, oh, great. fantastic. Listen, I you guys have been us. fantastic tonight. This has been a, a treasured event. And uh, I'll tell you, if you're interested in learning more about being a top guy, hang on uh, afterwards. JR, Mike, I want to thank you. You guys are good to go. We appreciate you so much for doing this tonight. Let's give them a round of a virtual applause oh, yeah, virtual. for doing this, guys. A little virtual clap, a little golf clap. Uh, thank you guys so much for doing this. These guys will never forget that, so thank you. After guys. 10 years of anxiety, I can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's a testimonial from Mindbloom customer Molly. 10 years. Think about that. If you don't live with anxiety and depression, it's easy to just look at someone, maybe someone you love and wonder why they just can't get up, get going and quote unquote, fix themselves. Or maybe you're wondering that about yourself. You see others living their life when you'd settle for just one day without feeling like everything was collapsing on you. It's hard, but it doesn't have to be this way. Mind bloom knows this and can help. Mind bloom is the leader in at-home ketamine therapy for people looking for a new way to treat their anxiety and depression. They combine science-backed medicine with a guided treatment plan that's both affordable and fast-acting. To begin, take Mindbloom's online assessment and schedule a video consult with a licensed psychiatric clinician. 
If approved, you'll work with MindBloom on your specific treatment plan, and you'll be mailed a customized kit complete with medicine, a journal, and treatment materials. After only two sessions, 87% of MindBloom clients reported improvements in depression, and 85% reported improvements in anxiety. It's time to enter your next chapter in mental health and well-being. Achieve transformational outcomes with MindBloom. Right now, MindBloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com JR and use promo code JR at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com forward slash JR, promo code JR for $100 off your first six-session program today. That's mindbloom.com forward slash JR, promo code JR. Bonus episode of Grilling JR. I'll be your host this time, Mr. Cassio Kid. And I'm joined by the one and only, the living legend, the man in the black hat, Mr. JR. Jim Ross, how are you doing, sir? I think I'm changing my name to Cassio Kid, too. <laughs> Boy, please, I need all the help to get it over you know, that I can. <laughs> Johnny Walker did well with wrestling, too, right? So, yeah, you'd be Cassio, be too. It might be a trend. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> it might be a 2023. We'll take a second, Cassio. Mr. Ross, thanks for joining me again. Last month, oh, we J went over the Montreal Screwjob. JR, please. JR? Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, uh, this time, we're going from the Montreal Screwjob, which, like we announced last time, regardless of the finish, was a hell of a match. This yeah. time, they're putting us with the one and only infamous WrestleMania 20 match between Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I prefer to remember WrestleMania 20 as uh, a great night for Benoit Guerrero. It was great. You had two title matches after this one, thankfully, that saved Mania 20. Yeah. Uh, but they stuck us with this one for a good well, one. Here, here's the thing about this. This match impacted, uh, was impacted more by social media than any match I could remember until that point. Wow. There may be something after that that, you know, I forgot or you didn't bring up or whatever. But the, the issue is, is that the crowd was was ready to kill those guys because they were leaving them. Yeah. You know, Goldberg's deal was up. He was, he was out of there. Uh, Brock, Brock. was, Brock was just being Brock. They, they don't understand how to manage a, a high strung athlete. Uh, at that time, Vince didn't cause he's, he never was around too many athletes. And since that, I'm not saying the boys that he hired weren't good athletes. I'm just saying he never took it on upon himself to, to study the true athlete. And Brock Lesnar was a true athlete. He's not, Hey brother. And oh, Hey, Hey dude, you know, all the shit to do. Uh, <laughs> he, he just, he wasn't. So when you see a guy like that, get, get frayed on the edges, i.e. burning out, you can take him out of the fire and you do that by paying attention and communicating with your talents. And, uh, but Brock was almost uncommunicatable. He was angry. He was mad at the world. He wanted to get out. Uh, he was burned out. So, uh, when, well, the time those guys made their interest is what we're going to show everybody here in a moment. Uh, he, it was the, the jury had already convicted those guys. It, they didn't have a trial. Trial was over. Trial was over when they, when they first were, made the scene. And the only thing that really saved the day was the fact that Austin was a referee. Yes. So the fans got to see Steve and they had not been seeing Steve that much 
uh, up until that point because of the injuries. So it was, uh, it was a stacked deck. They did Goldberg and Brock. If they had a five-star match, nobody was going to notice, right? They're mad at them. They're pissed. Cause you're leaving us. Daddy's leaving home. So get over it. And so anyway, that's kind of, these guys are, they're up uh, Shit's Creek without a paddle from the get go. And as, as you will we, hear, that was pretty well clear, uh, uh, confirmed. I think as we listened to this match, the, the chance, uh, get rowdy. Uh, and luckily, like you said, Austin's there for an exclamation at the end, which we'll get to, this is coming off, uh, no way out 2004 and, uh, Brock had just lost the title, which by the way, hell of a match with Eddie, uh, in that, uh, pay-per-view. Right. Uh, and now he's getting ready and now he's announced, of course, a week out that he wants to be a football player. Um, when did you hear that about when everybody did about a week out? No, earlier, a little bit earlier. Yeah. Cause you know I, why Casio kid number one, what's that? Because I listened to people. I communicated with talent. I paid fucking attention. And so the- I was aware he was seeking greener pastures. And the next pasture, green pasture, pardon me, that he saw was uh, the Vikings. <clears throat> pardon me. <clears throat> he, he's also going against Goldberg at this time. And Goldberg is, of course, on a short-term one. How was he to communicate with at this time? Not bad. He, his, his journey had, and, and that his tenure at that time had already been established. Right. He knew when he was leaving. For Brock to leave was a little bit more of a surprise. He, he didn't walk out. He... He, he gave his notice. He, I mean, it, it, everything's above board, right? It's just that he had other plans and he had some buddies that played on the Vikings. So he Brock lived went to school in Minnesota. He lived in the Minneapolis area for a long time. So all those, those big, uh, weightlifters and football players and wrestlers were buddies of Brock's. So they had convinced him that, Hey brother, you're six, three and two seventy five and People never understood his quickness and how his speed was uncanny, uncanny. So, uh, I, I, uh, I enjoyed working with both those guys, but they're both high strung and they were both came from a non-traditional pro wrestling background. And if you don't pay attention to those little things like that, it's hard to, uh, hard to communicate with them. Let's get this going. WrestleMania XX sold out crowd, Madison Square Garden. Understand uh, day of or maybe week of. We've changed the ending to this. Do you remember that? Well, I think once we found out that uh, I can't. What does the finish of this match? I haven't seen this match since we did it. Really, another oh. one you haven't seen since we aired. I don't All go right. back and watch that stuff. I don't know if it's like a movie. I don't know if I should tell you the ending. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> I think it was a, was a, it wasn't a non-finish. Was it? Uh, no, the, uh, the finish is Goldberg's going to win cleanly with the jackhammer. Okay. Um, apparently well, it was called before the match sometime day of, I don't know a week of that. That was not going to be the case. Well, I assume that meant that's when Vince got the official word that Brock wanted out and he wanted out immediately like tonight. So he's got to get, he's got to get beat clean then if he's going to go home. You don't have to get big clean, but it don't hurt nothing. And of course the crowd, it don't, by not, the way, it, don't, it don't hurt anything. If somebody gets big clean anyway, that's the biggest fucking fallacy there. There is. And that's the boys selling the promoters on finishes and stuff and over glorifying their, their importance. 
the execution of the match will always trump the, the final final finish crowd chanting you sold out here yep like heard that said, a lot like you said I, they have no chance right now right now they have zero chance the jury has already left the jury room it's walking down the hallway of the courthouse to deliver the, the guilty verdict there's a chance to get goldberg back for a longer period of time because he didn't express the frustration uh that uh that lesnar did and neither one of these guys grew up as wrestling fans this is what you're seeing right now in the uh in the uh in the garden at wrestlemania right. of all places didn't mean a lot of special stuff for these two guys in my opinion i might be wrong there yeah but they weren't students of the game so to speak that's what i'm saying they, they didn't have it running through their veins casio god right. damn it listen to me <laughs> right you're saying they're not they're not they're not lifers they're money lifers which is not a bad philosophy I'm about to say, sign me up for being a money lifer. Crowd chanting, hey, hey, goodbye. Uh, they're kind of soaking it in here. They haven't have, they have locked up, have they? No. The only so thing that's to... happened is uh, go, uh, Brock yelled, what the fuck do you want to Goldberg? Austin, Austin was somewhat amused, but very uncomfortable. Yeah, because this is supposed to be their, their time. He's a purist, Steve is, and even though it's, you know, if fate had dealt Steve a different hand, he'd be in this match. He'd be at the top of the card at WrestleMania if he was healthy. That's a no brainer. So they finally decide to lock up. About 10 minutes after they first walked out. So yeah. we've had a long time, 15, maybe. Well, you said those two inches are about five apiece. Yep. Th three inches they're, they're here about three minutes here. Yeah. So they're, they're just having a little fun, but the audience knew it. And the audience, the audience, like I said, they could be doing hurricane runners and, and, uh, macaroni and cheeses and all kinds of <laughs> exotic Mexican or, or Hispanic or, uh, Asian holes. You know, how many wrestling holes now have. So all of a sudden they either have a Japanese name or a Hispanic name. It's amazing to me. My There's partner, a lot of names. I'll give you that. Uh, my partner Excalibur's really got that stuff down. I was about to say, usually if you or Shivani call out a, a move, Excalibur's got a different name for it. Well, it's like having an inverted atomic drop and inverted atomic drops got an entirely different name now. I don't know why. <laughs> it's been an inverted atomic drop since the seventies. So that's when I started. We were, we were chatting about it. Uh, we, at the top of this WrestleMania 20, uh, for good, bad or indifference for all the different reasons, uh, doesn't get talked about a lot. Doesn't get shown a lot on replays or everywhere. Of course, uh, Benoit is in it who had a hell of a match. And so good, bad or indifferent. Nobody talks about that. Right. Uh, but it's crazy that this is right before incredible title matches on that, uh, card. And don't think those guys didn't pay attention to that Casio, the uh, Eddie and Benoit had, had been waiting seemingly their entire career for this opportunity. They weren't going to, they weren't going to let this turn and punch bowl have an adverse effect on, uh, their match. And boy, it didn't. I mean, they, they had two phenomenal matches. This is the only bad mark of that show that I can recall that really put a bad taste in one's mouth. 
And maybe the reason that they didn't they showed this match more is because uh, WWE it wisely continues to use Brock and uh, and Goldberg on occasion. For the record, this is Goldberg and Brock. That's the seventh match on WrestleMania 20. Um, you had a couple matches after this. You had uh, Too Cool defended their uh, tag team championship. Uh, they defeated uh, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas, and then the Basham brothers and the APA in a four-way, fatal four-way match. And you had Victoria, uh, hair versus title match versus Molly Holly. And then you had Eddie defeated Kurt Angle with a hell of a match, 26 minutes. They put on a damn clinic. Uh, Undertaker defeated Kang, uh, Kane, and then they wrap it up. Benoit defeated Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a triple match for the World Heavyweight Championship. What a... What a hell of a card. Well, the double knockout spot bought him a little time. At least they can make contact. <laughs> and, and that's the odd thing about both these guys. Neither one of these guys are adverse or uh, leery of, of making contact. Right. You know, Lesnar is the, the Division one national champion in wrestling. He was good enough to down near make the Vikings team. Goldberg was a all sec player. He played at Georgia and I hear they're pretty good. Pretty good. So, uh, me and Conrad always talk, when we talk football, Alabama, if Saban made it to the playoff, I'm betting on them to win the whole thing. Shivani won't like that, but I can do a shit. He's a big uh, fan of he's a big fan of Georgia when they're the number one team in the country. He all of a sudden a number, he remembers he's a bulldog fan, doesn't he? I'm a number one fan of the Sooners and they're six and six. Look at that. Nice. Pressing Brock. Oh. See now Brock didn't have to go for that move. If he had chosen to not do it. What are you going to do about it? Not hey, What a hell of a spot. Goldberg waiting on the spear. So it's picking up now, but here's what's, what's killed this match is not really as much of the talents as the audience. And even if it is sucking them in, in their mind, they're telling we don't, we're not supposed to be. We don't want to be. I guess so. That's some of that Dr. Phil shit you throw out all the time. <laughs> is anybody watching this show out there in Hinderland? shows land? I think they are. I think they are. They love it. You got no promotion online that I saw. They love you watching the screw job last month. Really? I, I hated it. it. I hated it. Son of a bitch. We'd never talk about that show again ever in my life. I'll be very content. I hope you hated got, it because of that match and not me hosting. Oh no. <laughs> You're, you're the, you did great, but shit, the, having to relive it again and again. Then we, Conrad and I went, he showed us some interviews this time. Me interviewing Vince and you know, Brett screw Brett. <laughs> what were you thinking when you said that? <laughs> we have a deep dive here on progress and there's a cover, but it's going to be a near fall. So they finally got to some near falls, which I think is good. Again, I, I defend the talent. I'm a talent for any son of a bitch. I, and I like both these guys. 
Isn't it ironic I signed both these guys, Casio? There you go. It's called a good damn eye right there. Well, I got lucky. But I, I support, I'm supportive of them. And I know what they did. They just, hey, they didn't have a stinker of a match. But, of course, I don't know what Belcher probably had. It was, you know, a dud or minus seven stars or something. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you made me think of this earlier when you, when you said the finish. doesn't matter if there's a clean finish or not. Um, I don't know. I said, I don't matter who goes over. Right. Right. Wins and losses yeah. to the, to the point of, it made me think, uh, my, my weekly co-host is the one and only road dog, Brian James. And yeah, he's a good hand. He, uh, he's caught heat before in the past for saying wins and losses don't matter. Um, but to the point that you're saying everything around it matters to get you to that finish. Absolutely. And. Everything matters, Casio, but it, the a, who goes over is not as viable as some of the talents who are lobbying to not get beat right. as it truly is. If that makes any sense to you. I'm a little coherent tonight, but I'm trying. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, he was, his point was Austin loses. Austin's not undefeated in his career, so it doesn't matter. So if he loses... If we had a good story to get there, if we got to where we're supposed to be, then everybody loved it. So it does. You're not going to not become a fan. I'm not going to not be, be an Austin fan if he loses a match. I want. I'm going to root for him even more, probably. Could be. Yeah. If you care about the character, Correct. if the character, the persona is over, then all those things are going to fall into place. Getting yourself over, and you don't simply get yourself over by just beating people. If that was the case, you'd hire a bunch of guys that looked like they worked at the DX station and pay them a few cents on the dollar and let them go over every week. You think they're going to get over? Oh, shit, no. No. I remember when, uh, when we did the payoffs of this show. Vince had a, he was just He was very uh, unhappy with the whole process. I think he there's a cover. I'm so used to stopping and doing these false finishes. Uh, you know the uh, we I, I got a phone call and Vince's secretary said uh, Vince wants you to take this call from Brock. I'm thinking, oh shit, I got better things to do because I knew it was just going to be a negative phone call. I wasted both our times. I got this philosophy, man, that I don't get too crazy about things I cannot change or effect right so obviously he was calling about his payoff now i don't know how long they worked i don't know exactly how long was this match you got it someplace 13 minutes if 13 minutes work they made uh 250,000 piece I'll, I'll sign up for that quarter of a million dollars for 13 minutes of work so but i don't know it's just funny how that how, how all that stuff works out it, it told me it wasn't about just the money. Right. Even though that's the story that was going around. I think uh, Brock has been convinced by whomever. Woo, kicked out of the spear. That was a big move. Yeah. Oh, wait, Meltzer for the record. Uh, who, like you said, who cares? Gave it two stars for those that are keeping track of home. Good. Well, I'm glad we got that cleared up. <laughs> F5. There you go. 
That's so there's the F5. Surely he won't kick out. Surely not. Oh. So they each have kicked out of the other's finish, even Steven. Boy, that would have been a good one to see. They're both 100% healthy, Austin and Brock. Oh, incredible. That's money. That's box office. That's two, a, that's, a, that's two WrestleManias. We had a uh, This Match Sucks chant broke out, and we had a We Want Brett chant break out from the crowd. I don't, uh, that Brett thing is not, it's kind of timely from the standpoint of just been recent memory for these fans. Goldberg getting some booze here. I think the other person in the match didn't get booze was Stone Cold and the referee. Here we go. Was that the jackhammer? It looked like it. Yep. And the crowd chants, hooray, it's over. <laughs> Ready. Now we got a little cherry to the Sunday. Here comes the dessert. We didn't bury Brock in our commentary. I thought that was professional. I mean, watching it back, I, I, I've seen way worse matches. Hell, I've seen way worse matches with Goldberg and Brock separately. So, well, they were, Casio, they were, Casio, they were looking at, pardon me, they were looking at uh, higher expectations, the audience. Yeah. And what they didn't want to hear was that, that both guys are leaving. It's not unusual for it to leak out that one guy is going to another territory. Another guy's going someplace else, whatever. But when both participants in a, a, there are huge stars decide to bolt, it just creates a different emotion and a different feel. And, uh, I'm glad you read off the list of those matches because I didn't remember what followed that. But as we, as I do recall the show going on between undertaker and Kane, uh, and then Eddie and, and Ben Wall's matches, uh, the crowd was right back where they needed to be. We went yeah. home. We went home with a great emotional upswing. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, top to bottom, killer matches. If you go back, I mean, first match of the night, Cena and Big Show uh, for the United States Championship. So, hell of a WrestleMania from top to bottom. You just got this yeah. one match that sticks out like a sore thumb. And like we said, wasn't even that horrible of a match. No. Look, it's not a best, but we've seen worse matches recently. So that everybody was talking about. So. I, you know, they, like you said, you said it perfect. It had no hope from the start. Maybe, uh, the, <clears throat> maybe the, uh, uh, fans that see this video, the best 20 minutes or whatever it is, and this piece of business, uh, will, uh, maybe have a different point of view of this situation. Again, you got two guys that are in a very emotional night, no matter if they were lifelong fans or not there, there's 20 something thousand people there. It's Madison Square Garden. It's WrestleMania. You can't tell. You can't tell me that doesn't affect you whether you're staying or going. Uh, it just does. It's uh, everybody's on edge and jacked up to the max. And you know, you remember Red Bull gives you wings. <laughs> well, as you know, they're performers. They feed off the crowd, and Absolutely. the crowd hated them as soon as they walked out. Yep. Um, I go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, I find, I find what you brought up. The interesting is what a, uh, you know, you, you said look like, and what it seemed like Austin felt a little bit awkward. Yeah. These guys are dealing with everyone in the building hates them, uh, and is mad that they're leaving and they're not like you said, this is a moment you're at WrestleMania right. at Madison square garden, supposed to be one of the biggest moments of your life. And it's just awkward in there. It is. It was very awkward. Steve was, you can just tell by his facial expressions. He was going to do his job. He was going to do it right. He he didn't miss any spots. He was where he needed to be. He was paying attention. And then, uh, he got the, put the coup de gras, not once or twice before everybody finally got out of the ring for that match. So, uh, but he was, it was awkward for him. Steve was not a trained referee. I, I always get a kick out of, uh, bookers and TV writers and so forth. When they make a wrestler, the special guest referee. Well, that's All a right. dumb son. That's the dumbest goddamn <laughs> decision that you can make. You're going to get a guy that doesn't do this. Who has very little, if any experience, no matter how great they are, i.e. stone cold. And you're going to put them in this all important position of refereeing this match. And when you're in the ring, you're just another participant. The referees are just, they're, they're lesser level, but when Austin's a referee, it don't, it don't drop much if it drops at all. So I think those guys realized too, that he was the most popular guy wrestler in the match and nothing they could do about it to make it different. Uh, I think if the, if the fans thought that the finish was going to be what it was, and they, they got a couple of stunners at the end, they might've been a little bit, uh, less, re, uh, restless, but in any event, that's, that's what it was. I think, I think the social media had a, had a play in it big time. And, uh, when people get a little dirt, they got to run with it, man. It's just, a, it's a, and now I see it's a, it's an e epidemic stage. So, uh, I don't know how in the hell we get by with, uh, on rampage being a tape show and the spoilers not being everywhere almost immediately. And I, I see them occasionally, but I don't look for them, but I do see them occasionally, but it didn't seem as, it didn't seem as crazy as it, as, as it has been. Now dynamite's a different story. That's the A show. All right. So anyway, it's uh, it was a, it was an interesting night, fun night. I'm glad we ended it like we did because there was so much happiness in the garden after that show was over. Uh, and largely because of obviously Eddie and Benoit's journey. And finally that journey culminating with two huge wins at WrestleMania in Madison square garden. And, and, and they still aren't six feet tall. I, I know you had probably, you know, give or take an hour or so of airtime left after that. So you, you didn't immediately get backstage. And of course, no, I wanted to ask what, when you finally got back there, was the buzz more on? Benoit and Eddie's matches, or I, I doubt everybody was still talking about Brock and Goldberg. They, I didn't, I don't recall Casio off the top of my head. Anybody talking about Goldberg and Brock. I don't know the Goldberg and Brock. I don't know. They have, may have already left the building. Right. I don't remember, but everybody wanted to celebrate with Eddie. They wanted to feel something to feel good. And instead of go home, you know, oh my God, that match is just the business back. It's worse than the, uh, uh, What's the, what's the deal that those guys did in the garden, uh, the DX thing, you know, where they had their little, their, oh, the, their, you know, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Were the DX turned heel or the reunion? Uh, the, the uncalled for the unplanned reunion. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was a different emotion in that, but it was just a, Hey, 
we got through it. I, and I'm glad the show was, we had a good deep roster, which I'm very proud call. of real good. Curtain roster. Calls, what you're thinking of curtain call. Yeah, that's it. So it didn't have the same kind of, if the curtain call had gotten more, uh, social media play, it would have been very much talked about. It, it was anyway, but not as much. It didn't have the circulation it didn't have that you normally get. So just different place, different time. I don't, but I, I just know that uh, social media had a huge hand in the, in the, in the gossip and all those things had a huge hand in what was going on and how people were going to perceive the show. All right. We need to pause the playback right now because we've got to tell you about a brand new product that I don't want you to sleep on anymore. It's with a twist. Hear me out. Science proves that cold sleep creates better sleep. Temperature controlled sleep repairs your muscles and improves your cognitive function. So you always start your day feeling sharp, confident, alert, and energized. And that's where sleep me comes in. Sleep me is the new home for chili sleep. Same great sleep, but a brand new name. And sleep me makes the coldest sleep systems available. They create this environment that meets your body's natural needs to go ahead and reduce, reduce your uh, core body temperatures. That's going to promote deeper, more restorative sleep. Now these sleep systems are water-based. They're temperature controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress. And they provide you with your ideal sleep temperature. They keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep, cold sleep. And they just launched something I'm so excited about. It's the Doc Pro Sleep System with new Hyper AI. That's right, Hyper AI. AI for your sleep, come on. Experience the ultimate cooling power with this brand new Doc Pro Sleep System. You pair it with your new Sleep Me app and then you get real-time temperature adjustments based on your current sleep activity. We're talking about leveraging Hyper AI technology. This is the industry's first sleep tech that tracks and optimizes your sleep temperature and it does it for you in real time. You're gonna get the best sleep of your life with AI-driven technology. Just head on over to sleep.me forward slash JR to learn more and save 25% off the purchase of any new Doc Pro, Uller, or Cube sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for grilling JR listeners and only for a limited time. That's sleep, S-L-E-E-P dot M-E slash JR to take advantage of our exclusive discounts and wake up feeling refreshed every day. Now let's get back to the program in three, two, one, play. But I, I don't know. Both I, of those guys still coming back for the payday whenever they want to. <laughs> Brock and Brock yeah. and Goldberg, whenever they want it, come get that check. How sorry do you feel for? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. How can you? How can you? <laughs> no chance. So, uh, but they, hey, everybody lived to fight another day. I'm glad I have. I'm glad I took the phone call with uh, with Brock. I basically had him on the speaker and I just listened to him ramble because he had a lot to get off his chest. And, uh, I do remember saying something along the line. I didn't remember what the hell on the match was. You're saying 13 minutes. I, I, that's about right. 1348. I think. Okay. Yeah. So I think minutes. I did say something along the lines of 250 grand. It's not bad for 13 minutes of work. <laughs> and, and, and you weren't even in the last match. You weren't in the main event. You were, you know, they got paid fairly. Is my point. I took pride in that. I think it's got to, I think it's got to put everybody, uh, I'm sure everybody on the card that night, just, Hey, enough talk about that. We've got a damn show to do. Move on, man. Yeah. We've we've got to do our own thing. Move on to something that feels better. And it was much more important to celebrate Eddie and Benoit's wins 
and how their how their matches turned out more importantly uh than to bemoan the Brock and uh and Goldberg match let's let's do cut loose and move on we're, we're not having that match again we're done with this so uh i think everybody was more overjoyed at the success that that uh the, the Eddie and, and, and the Benoit match had and wanted to get touched to get the rub from that, as opposed to going back into the shithole and talking about how, you know, how the crowd's reaction was, because as you said, and I agree with you, the match was not as bad as it has been made out to be over the years, but the emotions and the, I don't have the audios going to play on this piece of business. But it was a solid booing, and you sold out, and whatever. It was uh, it was rugged, but uh, I don't think it was as bad as as we both agree, as the uh, the perception of it is. By the way, as we get out of here, they announced just after that WrestleMania 21 would be from Staples Center in Los Angeles, and Fink introduced Vinny Mac, who got a decent ovation. Vince said the theme of this show was where it all begins again. But without the fans, it would never have begun in the first place. He said he was just there to say thank you. Thank you for making the WWE what it is, and thank you for making this WrestleMania where it all begins again. Thank you very much. You're welcome. How about that's that? Not, that's nice. Yeah. That was a good way to wrap that up. And I, I think, think it's so. a good way to wrap this up. I appreciate you taking the time. A pretty uh, It's an honor to watch this with you for the first time since you called it. It's always good to get that insight. Yeah, I'd never watched a frame of it since then. And, and again, that's not an indictment of, I, I've, I haven't watched a frame of a lot of great matches. Right. Uh, it's just a time thing. And maybe as, as I'm getting older and, and I have a platform for it, I will start. Uh, but sometimes it's even more fun to, uh, have a somewhat of a, uh, uh, callback or re- recall, I guess, uh, it, it kind of brings back good memories yeah, more often than not. And because I'm telling you this match, we just called or narrated is not a bad memory to me. Right. Those two guys made a good payday. Uh, they, once they got past the 10 or 10 or 15 minute mark, they started doing things. And, uh, it was just a marvel to be able to see two athletes that big, that quick, uh, that, that phenomenal because they're, they're just phenomenal, amazing athletes. So I'm a, I don't have a bad thought about this uh, show. And I'm glad that we saw it again because I was like most fans. I thought it was worse than it was. And yeah. it wasn't that bad. Yep. We get caught up in the fandom. I think this is the beauty of, uh, your show and everybody else on ad free show. We get to hear your side of it and, and we get caught up in just the fandom. And I think, I mean, I haven't watched that match in a long time and I didn't remember much about it. Like you said, and I thought, well, I just remember it was a stinker and we all hated that they yeah. were leaving and we were mad at everybody. So it's good to watch and we appreciate yeah. you taking time out. I know you're very busy, so we appreciate you joining us. JR. Good. Always good to chat with you, my friend tomorrow. You bet, man, you do a good job. Tomorrow's my tough day. I got to see my wound care specialist in the morning at nine o'clock, which is a standard appointment. I dread them. It, it, it literally keeps me awake at night on Monday nights. So, uh, I was good for tonight, but then I got to go to the airport later on tomorrow and fly to Dallas. So, uh, it's a, just trying to keep up. We appreciate it, sir. And we're rooting for you, my man. 
I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody's thoughts and, uh, for, and also for tuning in every week to grill and JR do good. And, uh, we, we had that little website, you know, JR's BBQ.com. A lot of specials on going right now, like a lot of, uh, online retailers. So, you know, it, it don't cost nothing to look. So a lot of Christmas gifts getting snatched up from that website. I hope so. Yeah. That's what I'm for. <laughs> I'm voting yes on that deal. But anyway, I appreciate everybody's support. And uh we will always do our best to take care of our customers. Customer service is big for us. So uh you get a chance just to zip over there and look at it. Look at the site and see if you see something on there you like or a friend would like. And if your wife doesn't know what to get you for Christmas and you know if she knows that you're a big wrestling fan. Bingo. Come on. Yes. We did the shopping for you. It's easy. So anyhow, but, but you did a good job, man. I appreciate it. We'll do this anytime. Thank you, sir. Thanks for it. Get that sauce. We appreciate Jr. Telling us how they made the sauce back at WrestleMania 20. We appreciate you being a top guy, top gal for adfreeshows.com. We always appreciate that till next time. He's the one and only legend, Mr. Jim Ross. I am Cassio kid. Have a good one, everybody. Legend Mick Foley here, and I need to call quick time, a brief time out, because I wanted to tell your listeners what I have been telling Foley and Pod listeners about all the cool things happening over on adfreeshows.com. An all new edition of The Insiders is here as Conrad sits down with former WWE exec John Filippelli, who discusses his transition from the world of sports to pro wrestling and his ultimate transition out of the company. Every take was getting worse than the one before. I said, you got to stop. You got to stop this. You got to calm down. Stop. Calm down. Stop yelling at people. Take it easy. Tell them exactly what you want, and we'll get through it. Which is, I have done a hundred times since, and I would do a hundred times more. Yes. But that was Vince McMahon, and you don't do that to Vince McMahon, particularly in front or around other people. people. Yeah. That was That was my mistake. I mean, if you want to call it a mistake, although I would do it, I've done it since, and I would do it again. Referee Nick Patrick is answering your questions every other Monday on our new mailbag series. When Holland Nash was there, you know, they were great workers, so they could get deep head psychology. But they were cool. And a lot of people liked it, you know? Yeah, we're still in merch, you know? And, and, and Hogan had heat. He turned, he had actually more heat than them. You know, they had heat, but a lot of people liked it because they were cool. I was like the only real character that they was calling in W.O. the time that everybody hated. You know, yeah, everybody wanted to see me get <laughs> So it worked, you know, they had, you know, yeah, so it worked, you know. Tony and Conrad have taken their shenanigans in front of a live studio audience as they sat down live with Ad Free Shows members. Hey, um, did you ever uh, pet Jake Snake? No, never did. I had a chance to in Chicago, but it was, it was way too big and out of my league. Hmm. What's the right size snake for you? Uh, one that just coils up and leaves me alone. Yeah. Have you ever orange to Cassidy before? Orange to Cassidy? Yeah. Would that be with the with the, one of those juicers, the juice machine, or you just squeeze it until all the juice comes out of it? And <laughs> yeah, runs down your leg or his leg? You got to be got to be specific here with your dumbass questions here, Cassio. That's
John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.